having five porches. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another stepping down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk, and immediately, I like that, the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked on the same day <coughs> was the Sabbath. That's praying. That's Lord Ebbers. Brother George Brown, how about you praying? Amen. We've been in a a series on this thought. I want to believe, but we looked at, uh, I want to believe, but I'm worried. Uh, And we've looked at many of those. But tonight I want to preach on, with the help of God, just for a few minutes. I want to believe, but I'm stuck. Have you ever seemingly felt like you were just stuck? Life wasn't going exactly the way you wanted it to go. And you'd almost come to a place of wondering, will it ever change? Will anything ever change? Well, the Lord encountered a man who felt just like that. This man, the Lord said, Wilt thou be made whole? And I could hear him say, well, Lord, I, I really want to believe. But you just don't understand. I'm just stuck. I'm just stuck. I, we find the Lord starts by addressing the multitude. That says, that means a house of mercy. And I love it. It had five porches, the number of grace. And the Bible says there laid a multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, for the moving of the water. Now, uh, well, there's a lot of uh, debate about what that moving of the water was. I, uh, just some things you just read and believe. It's, it, it seems like there was occasions... I don't know if it was once a year, but there was occasions that the water would start moving. And whoever got into the water first was made whole. And uh, this around this uh, pool called Bethesda, there was five porches and just laid with uh, a multitude of people. But the Lord moves from the multitude to just one man. And a certain man was there which had been in, had an infirmity thirty and eight years. I thought it's amazing. The Lord tells us how long 
He's been there. Just maybe, we really don't know why this man was singled out. I've I wondered, why him? Why not someone over here? Maybe he was the one that had been there the longest. Maybe he was the one that uh, the Lord came to. I, I have no idea. But when I start thinking about when God came by where I was, I cannot give you a good reason why He came other than just by His good and gracious and marvelous grace. That's the only reason I could give you. So this man, he's been there 38 years. Perhaps he's been put there when he was a teenager and he's felt abandoned. He's paralyzed. He's impotent. He... uh and for 38 years, this has been his place. And Jesus walks up and asks the most craziest question to him, Will thou be made whole? He had never been asked that before. And today, he's asked that. I love it. The Bible says... And when Jesus saw him, he knew that he had been now a long time. Perhaps that's the reason God chose him. Maybe he had been there longer than anyone else. Only thing I can tell you is, Jesus knew exactly how long he had been there. And I'm glad God knows exactly tonight if you're stuck, how long you've been stuck as well. And he asked him the question, Wilt thou be made whole? Now, when God wants to change our circumstances, and I've got a lot more in the midst, but I'm just going to kind of breeze right through the introduction here, all right? I find most of the time, when the Lord wants to change our circumstances, He begins by changing us instead. I remember whenever I first took the church and down here in a little white church and boy, I first took it and, and I mean, you know, it was, it was challenging and I'd come to the church and I'd pray. You know, I, I, I didn't pray God opened up the earth and swallow them up, but I thought about it a couple times, I'll just tell you. And uh, boy, I was praying God changed them, changed them, changed them. And I just kept on praying. And what something amazing happened. God didn't change them. He changed me. And so most of the time I find when God wants to change our circumstances, we find that God changes us. And that's exactly what God does for this man. Now, this man couldn't hide what was going on. There were sticks and blankets and Blind all around this place, but God centers in on this one man. And three things just tonight I want to give you that had to change. First of all, God wants to change our associations. This man had been for 38 years around this crowd of people. I stand amazed, I stand amazed how we can get drawn to people like we are. 
I, I mean, I, I, I watch it in our church. You know, we, we've all got negative church members, you know. And I, I'm amazed how they'll hunt somebody else in the church that's negative. Or somebody's got a problem. It's amazing how we're drawn to what we're like. The truth I want you to see is this. The longer a problem persists, the more discouraged you become. No doubt this man had already decided, I'm stuck. It's never going to get any better. I mean, my situation's not going to, it's not changed in 38 years. It's nothing's ever going to be here. And this man needed someone to ask him, will thou be made whole? What he's asking, I mean, a powerful question. If this man is made whole, you realize for 38 years he's not worked? And if this man's made whole, he's going to go on a job. You realize for 38 years this man has lived, this has become his normal, if you will. What was normal to him was this pool of Bethesda and all these lame and blind and people. Boy, it's a sad place when that kind of world becomes your normal. I've known people that that has become their normal. And he needed to hear someone say, Will thou be made whole? Because when we are around people, we tend to become like the people we're around. Addicted people, dry addicted people. Angry people, dry angry people. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 15.33, Be not deceived, evil communications, corrupt good manners. Now, don't miss this. These people would, were not ever going to complete this man they were in competition with this man. He says in the Word of God, he says, but while I'm coming, another step is down before me. So they're not going to complete him. They're competing with him. If everybody around you is angry or manipulative or complainers, if you hang around that crowd long enough, it'll become your normal just as well. I love this. My, my grand, my grandparents, I, I love my grandparents, but had you walked into their house, you would have thought they hated one another. I mean, just the way they talked to one another. Floyd! Floyd! Go show, give me something! Okay, I'll go in a minute. That's the way they communicated. And had you not known them, you would have thought, man, gosh, I think we'll fight here in just a minute. But the truth of the matter is, they've made almost 70 years and loved each other. That's just the way they, they did it. That was their normal. Boy, if you are going to be made whole, you've got to change your associations. This man had been here 38 years. It had become his normal. And Jesus came. 
Jesus came to challenge his thinking. Our theme this year is dare to believe. And I believe the Lord wants tonight to come to some and say, Will you, wilt thou be made whole? Do you really want things to be different in your life? Do you want your marriage different? Do you want your home different? Do you want to be different? Wilt thou be made whole? It wasn't a debate or discussion. It was a question. Do you want to get better? Years ago, there was a... I hadn't pastored very long. There was a young lady very sick in our church. And I got aggravated with God. Just to be honest with you. We prayed for God to heal her. And uh, she wasn't getting better. So I went to God and I said, God, I, I know you're here when we pray. And I just don't understand why you're not answering that prayer. Well, God did touch her and taught this pastor a great lesson. He did touch her. I went to see her on a Saturday. They're getting a boat. And she said, Pastor, we won't be at the church tomorrow. Well, it's the first day I feel good. We, we're going to be on the lake tomorrow. I got my car, and I know the Lord don't speak audibly, so don't, don't come up to me. I'm not hearing things. But it's just like the Lord said, now listen, preacher, have you learned anything? Well, he taught me a powerful lesson. Number one, and, and by the way, the sin has come back, and now she has no desire to be better. You realize, there's some folks don't want to be better. And God will never override your will and make us do anything. Praise God, He didn't make me come to church. I wanted to come to church tonight. I enjoy coming to church. Some people are defined by their affliction. I'm the lame man that sits by, by the pool of Bethesda. Let me tell you how bad I got it. I've been now 38 years. I mean, you know, I, I got close one time and somebody got in before I did. Well, I've seen the water move. I, I'm, the, I'm the lame man by the pool of Bethesda. That's how he identified himself. And sometimes people can identify themselves by their afflictions. And Jesus asked, Wilt thou be made whole? So number one, God wants to change our associations. Number two, God wants to change our attitude. The Lord, wilt thou be made whole? Well, now let me just tell you, Lord, how this thing works. Ben, you, you're just, let me just tell you how this thing works. He said when the water moves and the first one that gets in is made whole. And I've tried this several times. But somebody always gets in front of me. 
Now, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. Because note, the longer a problem persists, the more excuses you tend to make. The longer a problem persists, the more excuses you tend to make. He had a reason why he wasn't whole. First of all, familiarity is the biggest obstacle to faith. Now, listen to me. Okay? 38 years, you're brought to this pool, and, and no doubt, 38 years ago, you wasn't close to the pool. But hey, dude, you've been here 38 years. Why hadn't you moved closer? If I've got a problem and the water moves and whoever's in the water first is made whole after 38 years, I'm going to have watered me a place out so when the water moves, <laughs> that's what the Bible says. And while I'm coming, why are you so far? From the pool. Could I ask you a question? Are you sitting in the same place you've been sent for 10 years? Are you sitting in the same place you've been sent for 20 years? We went to a men's meeting. And he did something. It was very uncomfortable. We had our little group, and a good group of men. And he said, on Saturday, he said, I want everybody to have somebody you don't know. And he said, I want you to tell them your name, tell them about your salvation, and tell them something personal about you. And then I want you to... Pray together and sit together in the first session. Now that was that was uncomfortable. I mean, but you know what? It was a blessing. I got to know this man that I met. I done forgot his name. God help me, Michael. Yeah, and uh, he. Thank you. That's the reason I take him with me. Amen. And uh, we had a good talk. And uh, 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 we started talking about infirmities. He said, well, last year I had, I had a stroke. Really? Right? Well, I had one about a year and a half ago. So anyway, we had common ground. But it, it was really, but it was, it was a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning. You see, God may be coming, will thou? Be made whole. And you're saying, well, I, I would, but God may want me to move a different pew. God may want me to go and speak to somebody. 
God may want me to get out of my comfort zone. This man, and that's puzzling to me, he had gotten so familiar with his place. He said, and while I'm a-going, while I'm a-getting to the water, somebody gets in there ahead of me. And I read that and I thought, why are you so far from the, from the water? Well, I'm going to tell you why. He's got familiar with this place. I, I won't ask this, but how many of you got indentions in your bed where you sleep? You're familiar with it. Praise God. It's, I mean, if we could take a sculpture, it look like, just like you. Because you're familiar with it. Well, God says, I want you to change. God is saying, will thou be made whole? His attitude has got to change. He's got to want. See, here's the thing. You can't, now listen, don't miss this. You can't help a person that needs help. You can't help a person. You can only help a person that wants help. Now, let me tell you that again. You cannot help a person that needs help. God knows, Ron, I've tried for 27 years. I've done that. I've, I've wore the cars out doing that. But you can only help people who want the help. How many understands that? Amen. But notice, because he's familiar he started to form in a blame. Somebody, somebody else gets that up before I do. Well, I tell you, you just don't know my circumstances. Well, you just don't. Whatever it is, God asked the question, will thou be made whole? Listen, you've been here after all this time. Why wasn't there something, if you really wanted to be whole, that moved you closer? I said this last Wednesday night, and may I say it again. I don't get alarmed with people that wire these altars out. But I get concerned for people who never make a trip to the altar. Let me ask you a question. What if right now, this split second of time, I took an antibiotic and I'm as dry as a, as a stump. What if right now, if God slipped in beside of you and said, Wilt thou be made whole? And he wants you to get up right now in front of everybody and slip out of your pew and come to an altar to pray. I want to ask you a question. Would you? Would you? I fear... We have some that would.
But oh, I fear that some, their pride would keep them sitting where they're at and they would miss God. Well, I'm convinced that God says this a lot more than He does here. Will thou be made whole? I love this. I love Jesus was saying, you cannot change. Now listen, you cannot change that which you're willing to tolerate. You know what I said? You cannot change that which you're willing to tolerate. Wilt thou be made whole? Then number three, number three, and I'm done. God wants to change our associations. Matter of fact, when God saves you, He'll change your association. Don't worry. Why? What am I going to do? Don't worry. They'll change you. Amen. You get a dose of the real stuff, they don't want to be around you. They will leave you. Amen. God changed your attitude. This man, he gave all the reasons why he couldn't be made whole. He had to change his attitude. Notice number three. God wants to change our attention. Jesus said unto him, now notice, they're waiting for God to come down and move the water and Jesus does just the opposite. Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Are you waiting tonight for God to come down Riding boxcar letters on the sky. Hey, you! No, oh, you may just be coming by tonight and say, Rise and get to an altar and ask me. He may say, Rise and come to me. He said, Rise, take up your bed. I love this. You're not going to need it no more. You're not coming back here. Take up your bed and walk. He wanted him for everybody to see him. And immediately, immediately, the man was made whole. How many believes God's still God? The same yesterday? How many believes that's true? Amen. Well, we don't believe that the Bible's true. We're, we're idiots. We ought to be home. Amen. But it is. And if God can immediately touch this man and make him whole, I wonder what he wants to do tonight for somebody sitting in this place and he's waiting for you to rise. You've been waiting for God to come down and, and do some kind of great thing. Oh, I love what Brother Ron said. And I love that song sometimes he whispers. The truth of the matter is, most of the time God doesn't do that stuff. He slips in beside of you and says, Hey, I'm speaking to you today. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And the Lord said, Could it be possible that while you're waiting for God to come down, God is waiting for you to get up. Oh, I tell you, God, 
Show me who you want me to witness to. Could it be? God says the next person you see, witness to him. On my way home, there's a man sits in his truck every day. If God helps me, if he's in, I'm going to stop. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. I, I, I said today, I thought, I'm going to stop. He sits in that truck every day. First of all, I'm going to ask him what he's sitting in the truck for. I want to know. And then I'm going to give him a gospel track and tell him about Jesus. He's sitting there. He does. Same one. Okay. Can I ask a question? Can I have a show of hands that people have stopped talking about Jesus? You stopped talking? No, I, no, I said, the pe- keep your head down. You stopped talking about Jesus? Wonderful. Well, that's bless, bless God. Got one night with God around here. I thought myself today, I said, I, I'm going to stop. I'm going to talk to that man about Jesus. He's sitting there. I mean, he's just sitting there. And so, maybe you're waiting for God to come down and God's waiting for you to get up. Maybe tonight, he's waiting on you to get up. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see this. Maybe not in your church, but I'd love to see this. I'd love to see a fight for the front pews on this in this church. Amen. You know, if, if we'd done that, I'd put more front pews in. I sure would. Maybe it's as simple as you be made whole. God saying, why don't you move up a little closer? Maybe why don't you get up that station where you work and walk over and talk to that person that he's nudged you time and time again. But you say, oh no, they might get mad. I love this. Elijah, come home. Elijah, come home for Christmas break. And uh, by the way, if you got this attitude, there ain't no jobs and you can't find a job, I'm just going to bust that real good. Come home for Christmas break. And he needed to work and make some money. And I don't know where he got this idea, but it was a great idea. He works at Burger King. And they give him just so many hours. They give him about 20 hours a week, I think. So what he done? He got his uniform, put his uniform on, and went to all the Burger Kings. And in the morning, when he didn't have to work at Ickerd, he'd go to Morganton or to Hickory, I mean, up here on 321 Hudson or the Hickory and walk in with his uniform on, ready to go. Say, do you need any help? Yeah, somebody laid out. Come on in. He worked probably 40, 50 hours the whole time he was inside. Because you know why? He got up, put his uniform on and went to work. What would it be tonight if we just... Instead of waiting for God to come down, I, I hear this so much. 
I, I want God to show me. Okay? He may be showing you, get up. See, that's, that's not what we want. We want God to change our circumstances, but we don't want God to change us. And if He changes our circumstances, He starts with changing us. For it's amazing. I'll tell you this one testimony. I'm, I'm done. Well, let me show you how it ends. The Lord tells him, later on, the, the Pharisees get all uptight and all out of sorts because he did on the Sabbath. And, and the Lord sees him in the temple. He says, now that you're made whole, he said, he, he made this statement. Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come unto thee. He said, you can't dare go back to that. Now this, he said, you cannot dare go back to that. And I believe when God saves us, we can go back to that. We may try, but the worst thing's going to happen. Amen? But oh, let me just give you one testimony. I'm done. Well, I appreciate you being listening. I don't know how it happened, but early in my ministry, I got obsessed with one, one or two people that just didn't do what I thought they ought to do. And I got angry, and I got, I, I just got in a bad, I got in a bad way. I'm honest with you, I probably got in a bad way. And then finally got up to so bad one day that it just all come to a head. And boy, I'm just telling you, God moved in a, in a great way. And what He did, He changed me. And I promised God I'd never let people ever get me to that kind of place ever again. With the help of God. People have never got me to that kind of place again. I prayed for that man, that people for 20 years. And you know what? They never did change. Never did. But I can tell you, God certainly changed me. This, I got a question. This has puzzled me. To, I don't know the answer to it. God, this said to this man, Wilt thou be made whole? And he goes through the story. And the Lord says, Get up, get your bed, and walk. Leave this place. And immediately, now here's my question. Why wouldn't the rest of them stampeding him and saying, we want that. Whatever you've done, we want that. We want you to do for us what you did for him. But they never. Well, I'm just, I just did a lot about Baba, which I don't claim no much anyhow. But I, I, well, that just puzzles me. And then I find God has done so much in my life. And I've watched God do so much in your life. And yet I still see folks in the same place they was. And I'm wondering, why ain't, why ain't you running, running and saying, what do you have 
I want that. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's just a question I have. This man said, Will thou be made whole? And I'm glad this man said, I believe I will. He never doubted. He dared to believe God. And immediately, this man was made whole. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you stuck? No, no, quit that. I didn't say looking across the congregation, said, well, I know one thing, bless God, they're stuck. I didn't ask you that question. I'm asking you, individually, are you stuck? Well, you don't have to be. Jesus is coming by saying, Will thou be made whole? Let's all stand to our feet. If your head bowed, never eye closed.